Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. I would suggest anyone to take advantage of this now is because of the fact that there's a lot of business out there that's available, but it will always be available if you don't take advantage of it yourself because window cleaning is the impulse type business. Many people know they need it done, and as soon as you even mention window cleaning, all they want to do is work out the details, and you've got the business. So it's not a business where people have to make a lot of decisions and go through a lot of red tape. It's an impulse business. And the longer you wait, the longer it'll take for you to reach your financial goals. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com in another fast cash producing audio interview. This interview is with a gentleman named Howard. He is a professional residential window washer. There is absolutely no excuse for you not to be able to go out and start making money within a matter of days washing windows. I'm going to prove it to you in this audio interview with Howard. You're going to hear me getting on the phone for real generating real business that can put cash in your pocket instantly. You're going to hear two techniques, how you can walk out your front door, drive down to your nearest town, walk into businesses, say one sentence, and start cleaning windows within minutes from the time you mention that sentence. This appears to be one of the easiest and fastest ways that you can make money providing a much-needed service. Virtually anywhere you are, windows get dirty, and there is a huge demand for good quality responsible, reliable window washers. So I'm going to quit talking. Let's get going and join me in this interview with Howard. For more information, go to windowwashingsecrets.com. I really appreciate it, and it's such a coincidence that you had emailed and called and we got a chance to talk because once I got a chance to talk to you a little bit about what you're doing with the window cleaning business and that you've been in the window cleaning business for how many years now? Ten years. Ten years. You know, you're sitting on a gold mine. That's the hardest thing when a lot of people come to me and they seek out advice on what kind of products they should develop or what should they sell. They always overlook their own expertise because I guess that you just think it's your regular job. You've been doing it so long and you're so used to it and you're so involved in it, you never considered that what you're doing could be valuable to other people. That's true. I have a tremendous desire to learn how to market over the internet. People like yourself, other people I've talked to who are doing it. And money is secondary, you know, that's very important, but it's freedom. 
I've got to keep my freedom. I can't be tied down, nor do I want the stress of having a 9-to-5 job. I've got to be able to call my own shots and schedule my time the way I want. So that's one of the reasons why I really appreciate what you're doing. And I listened to some of the interviews you had last night on some of the people that you were interviewing and had got stuck in a rut and didn't know what to do and were marketing the wrong way and just wasting time and money and very, very, very good information. My wife has a lot of health problems, so I need something I can do where I can be home a lot and still take care of family business and not have to be away so much like I am with window cleaning. Now, you've been in the window cleaning business for 10 years. Before that, had you had a regular 9 to 5 job? Yeah, I was working for a window cleaning company. All right, well, we'll get into that. So you were working as an employee, probably with a little less freedom than what you had as your own boss. If you could boil it down, what is the freedom that you're experiencing now with your own window cleaning business? What has that meant for you compared to when you were working for your employer? When you were working for your employer, you had someone else dictating how your time should be spent. Now, when you have your own window cleaning business, even though you have to be at appointments, you've got to get your contracts taken care of. Of. It's the idea of knowing that you are in control of what happens on a day-to-day basis as opposed to someone else being in control. If your boss cuts back your work, if your boss feels that he wants to send you on an assignment that you wouldn't take under any other circumstances, you have no recourse. But when you are calling the shots, you can more or less pick and choose and be a little bit more selective as to what types of jobs that you choose and how you choose to do them. And as far as mentally and emotionally, it's a big difference as far as being able to have more control over how your time and your resources are spent. Right. Let me ask you a question. What does your business look like today? Can you describe some of the accounts that you currently have and what those are like? Well, currently, I do a lot of residential. Matter of fact, many window cleaning companies choose more or less to focus on the commercial, but the residential, and I suppose you could call it a niche, really there's a lot of residential work out there. And the thing about it, once you get a residential client, many of these people want quarterly service. They want you to clean their windows every three months. Most of them, not all of them, want you to come twice a year. And when you're in the house, you can take your time and get the job done and take pride in your work. And some of the commercial accounts I've had, like Enterprise Car Rental, Staples Office Supply Store, Dunkin' Donuts, Subway Sandwich Shops. What I like about commercial is that once you set up an account to be done once a month, and many times you want it done twice a month, you can set up the schedule to go anytime during that month as long as it's done within that month. So say, for example, they tell you, I like to get my windows done once a month. You say, okay, the 15th, that's good for you. Or around the 15th, kind of give yourself a little flexibility there. When they agree, then you go back on the 15th of the month, and you go there, no one's bothering you. You pretty much show up, you take your time, you get your window cleaning done, and you move on. But it's pleasant because you're not punching the time clock. You don't have someone standing over you telling you what to do. Knowing that it's all on your shoulders, it's all on your back, gives you a sense of urgency, whereas you may not have that working for someone else. Right. Now, I want to talk about when you first started working with the company, but first I want to just set the stage for what we're going to talk about today and the reason why we're talking. There's a lot of people out there who really may be working a full-time job and they want to start something on the side, maybe during the weekends or on times when they're off work, maybe during holidays. They want to get out of that 9-to-5 job. So they want something that they can go out, maybe in their neighborhood or close by where they live, and make some fast money. Now, it excites me when you tell me that you're mainly focused on residential because 
because there's lots of homes out there. There's lots of residents all around people. So the purpose of this interview is really I want you to show us the best way that anyone can go out there and make a hundred bucks in a day with very little effort. But we're going to get into that a little later in the interview. But first, why don't you take me back to your history? First of all, how old are you and where are you located? And tell me about your first experience in the window cleaning business. Take me back to the early days when you started working for that window cleaning job. Located in Baltimore, Maryland. 43 years old. My first experience with window cleaning, I was looking for employment. I got laid off. A friend of mine had his own window cleaning business, and he had difficulty keeping people because for some reason at that point in time, he was having high turnover rates. So he agreed to show me how to clean windows, which there is some skill involved. And once I picked it up, he let me work for him full time. I knew him. I knew he had a window cleaning business. Initially, I never really gave it serious thought until I got laid off. And, of course, that's when you think about a lot of things you wouldn't think about. So I decided to give it a try, and it worked out pretty well. I picked it up pretty quickly, and then he sent me on his accounts. I would get about 30 accounts a week. He had company vehicles. I would use his vehicle. I didn't use my own. Some jobs were cash jobs. Some jobs required a written invoice that they had to sign. That's how I started out. Was he focused on just residential or was he mixing it up? He was mixing it up. His bread and butter was commercial. With all of them, the bread and butter is commercial. They mix up with residential in the spring and in the fall you get tons of residential requests. So that's how he did it. You're listening to Michael Sinoff's Hard to Find Seminars.com. Okay, and this guy had started his own business. Yes. Was he making good money? Well, how he had it set up, he was me and two other guys. He would give us an $800 a week route, and he would only pay us 30%, which was $300, out of 800 So he would keep 500 from two guys, so he would make $1,000 a week off our efforts. And whatever he did himself personally, that was 100% that he could keep for himself. Now, who would you say could do this window cleaning business? What kind of people do you think could handle running and operating a window cleaning business? Anyone. Actually, you'd be surprised a lot of women doing it, too. Students could do it? Students could do it. Teenagers? As long as they're 18 and because they have to drive to get to the different accounts. Now, if they're with their parents, of course, if they're 16, 17, yes. But anyone can do this. What about people who are retired, older folks? I know a retired guy who's doing it. He's in his 70s and still going strong. He has a chain of Kentucky Fried Chicken, Popeye Chicken, and he is still going strong. It's excellent for retirees. We find it's really good for retirees is because they don't have to show proof of income because most jobs are paid in cash. Oh, really? So it's a cash business? Cash business. So a lot of senior citizens are concerned about their Social Security benefits. And legally, if you're making a certain amount or less, you don't have to claim it. Now, I'm not sure what the amount is, but I do know that there's a certain amount that you can make per year, whereas if it falls under a certain amount of money, I'm not sure again what it is, but I don't think you have to claim it legally. For residential, what kind of equipment do you think one needs? When I first started out, I didn't do any residential. I did all commercial because you didn't need any ladders at all. Why don't you need ladders in commercial? Well, you go to a Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's one story glass. You walk right up to it and clean it. That's why most people start up with commercial because say you go into a subway, sub shop, the glass is right in front of you. You just go right up and clean it. Dunkin' Donuts, same thing. Go right up and clean it. The most you'll need is a window cleaning pole. Okay, so the pole will get you the height. The pole will get you the height, right. Okay, so let's talk about the supplies that one would need to get started. Basic bare-bone minimum supplies to get going. Yeah, all you need is a bucket, some different size squeegees, 12-inch, 9-inch, 5-inch, some window cleaning rubbers because you have to change the rubber when it gets dull, some dishwashing liquid, some ammonia, that's it. 
a bucket, some squeegees, oh, a pole, oh, and a chamois. You can pick that up at an auto supply store for 10 bucks. That's all you need. And there's, of course, a receipt book. This is ironic. I have a pen manufacturing business where I manufacture invisible ink marking pens, and I sell to the world's largest supplier of cleaning supplies, a company called Unger Enterprises. All of my equipment from Unger. That's right, and I am one of their vendors. I manufacture an invisible ink marking pen that I sell to them, and they include that with a kit, with a UV light for janitorial managers where they'll mark areas that need to be cleaned, so they make sure that their workers are cleaning areas. They'll mark it with an invisible ink pen. And then if someone goes into the bathroom and there's a mark on there that the manager made, they'll go in there with a UV light to see if the mark is still there. Because if they wipe the counter or clean that area, the mark will be gone. Isn't that a genius? Get out of here. Yeah. So I'm real familiar with Unger Enterprises. they got a phenomenal line of products. Yeah, Unger makes the best one to clean the supplies. So the squeegee rubber, how long will that last typically? How often do you have to replace those? For a beginner, they probably wouldn't have to replace it for about a month as you get more accounts two weeks the max. For me, basically, I have to change them every week. They have to have a shop edge. All right. What would you say the cost for one supplies are going to be? For someone just starting out? Just starting out. A bucket is $5. The stuff from Unger, which you can get at any reputable janitorial supply company, you can probably get everything you need for about 100 bucks. So let me ask you this. Let's say you were starting brand new in the business, and you had 100 bucks to go get your supplies, and it's morning time. Let's say today. What are you going to do first to go make 100 bucks today to get a client? And let's say you don't have any clients now. You've got no contacts, and you're starting totally fresh. Take me step-by-step step what you would do today to get a client in the next couple of days to start your window cleaning business. Well, I would get some business cards printed, either on my own home printer. They don't have to be fancy. Just some regular business cards. You go to Staples, pick up 10 bucks worth of business cards, print them out on your computer. I will go to small stores, particularly restaurants, small bakeries, small grocery stores, medium-sized restaurants like Kentucky Fried Chicken, Subway. And you just walk uh, right in? Walk right in, ask for the manager, never talk to anyone other than the manager. Sometimes the assistant manager has the authority, but you have to ask who makes the decision as far as window cleaning. Always go in and ask for the manager and ask the manager, does he have authority to make decisions as far as window cleaning? And you go in and say, well, I notice your windows may need to be cleaned. I'd like to offer my services. Hand them the card while you're talking. Usually they either tell you to have someone or they don't. They very rarely drag you around. It's a numbers game, and for every 10 businesses you go into, 9 times out of 10, you'll probably get one. Okay, so if you go in and just walk the street and talk to 10 managers, you're going to get an account. It's 80% chance. So typically, let's say you talk to that 10th person, and everyone else has said no, and then they say, no, I don't have anyone cleaning the business. What are you going to say to them? What you would say to them is, I would be more than glad to take care of your window cleaning needs for you, and the first thing that I always ask is, how much would you charge? Now, that's the part where some people tend to either overcharge or undercharge. How do you know what to charge? That's the sticky part because, you know, when I used to work for this other company, I used to figure out how much to charge based on just the size of the place. Some guys actually measure the glass. When you were working for the place, what did your boss there tell you how to charge? 
he would always do it. How I charged when I left him is I basically compared the place I walked into with one place I may have done for him. Like if I walked into a Kentucky Fried Chicken, if I did a place for my previous boss that was similar in size, I would just charge the same thing. But you know what? For what we're doing, I've got to figure out something to tell these people because I really don't know what to tell them because I would just go by my own experience. All right, let's say you go into a Kentucky Fried Chicken and they say, we don't have one. You said, love to take care of your window cleaning needs. You know, a regular Kentucky Fried Chicken store, they all look the same. What are you going to charge for them? For regular Kentucky Fried Chicken, for inside and out, I would charge about $20. 20 bucks inside now. Yep. It should take you less than a half hour to do. Okay, that quick. Well, Kentucky Fried Chicken, that's a moderate-sized restaurant. The way that they're laid out, you can walk right up to the glass. You don't have to move a lot of chairs or anything, but there's no obstruction. You can't charge too much. you got to charge as reasonable as possible. So if you're walking in there, you want to get the job right on the spot. So your goal is to get work that day. You've got your equipment with you? Oh, all the time. Do you walk in there with your equipment, or do you leave it outside? You leave it outside. You walk in there. If they want it done now, you do it right on the spot. All right, they say, what do you charge? They always ask what you charge? All the time. All right, and you're going to say what? 20 bucks? $20. Inside and out. And then they'll say, go ahead. Yep. That's it. There's nothing to it. Nope. Those managers have the authority. If they tell you they don't have the authority, they've got to go through the home office, they'll give you a number of someone to call. And there usually is a district or regional manager, and they will ask you how much. And many times they'll say, well, I've got four or five more I need to Give me a price on all of these. That happens a lot. So call my district. District is usually someone handling more than one store. Right. They'll say, how much? You say 20 bucks. He goes, I've got five, ten stores. Can you do them all? And there's a corporate account. Right. So a lot of times, if they don't get it on the spot, people get upset. They also say, well, you know, I really need them done, but you got to go through corporate. Just get the corporate number. Many times, if you just straight up with them, say, um, ABC Window Cleaning, I was calling to find out who I talked to about window cleaning for the stores. I've never had one tell me, no, well, we won't put you through. They always put you through or leave a message or leave a number. And do these guys get back with you pretty good? Most of the time they do, yeah. Do you have a cell phone on you when you go in? You have to have a cell phone. So you could do your call right there. When you leave the place, go right in the car, call the guy immediately. Okay, so he says, go ahead and do it. You agree for 20 bucks. Do you write up an order before you start work? Just sign a receipt. You can go to Staples to get a regular receipt book, but to make it more professional, I get some return address labels, print up my business on the labels, and you peel and stick the name of the business at the top of the receipt book because that's much more professional. You don't want to give them a blank receipt page. Yeah, you want to have a receipt exactly. book. Okay, but do you write your receipt up before you start the work or you agree on a price in writing? He says 20 bucks and you just do your work. Believe me, there is no contract for nothing. I've had jobs for years. I never had a contract. Okay. So this isn't technical. This is a meeting of the minds. The guy needs his windows cleaned. Fine. You're going to clean them. And then after you're done, you say, I'm finished. And many times they're anxiously saying, make sure you come back next month. And they understand it's a monthly thing. I had a couple of restaurants. I had to go every single week. A lot of the bagel shops, many places sell bagels because kids put their hands all over the place. So bagel shops, like, I don't know if you have Einstein's. Yeah, yeah, we got Einstein's. Oh, my gosh. Most of the Einstein's I've done, I've never had one I didn't do at least twice a month. All right, so for the guy interested in going out there, he's got to look not at only making 20 bucks in 30 minutes. If they want you back twice a month, that's $40 a month of guaranteed income, okay? Right. Of work, $40 a month. Now, if you just go see 100 people and 10 of them say yes and 10 of them want you back twice a month, that's $400 a month right there, which is 10 accounts. Yeah, for just 10. And that's your car payment, gas monthly payment. What's the most account you've had at any one time that you can comfortably work with, one man? The most I've had at any one time is about 30. It don't take a lot, man, I'm telling you.
30 accounts, but how many units were you cleaning a month? It's so varied. I was doing Barnes & Noble. Those were like 100 bucks a piece. One was 150 I had one Barnes & Noble that was $375. You were charging 375 bucks. It was huge. How long I did mean, it take you? It took me four hours. Still? Do you realize when I was working for the window cleaning company, I made $300 a week. I go to get this Barnes & Noble, I made 375 in four hours. In four hours? I didn't do the four hours, but it would take me a week to do with this joker. When were you really kicking butt? What kind of money were you making when you were really working it? When I was really working it, I was doing, I wasn't even doing residential, just about a 1000 a week. A 1000 a week cleaning windows, and mostly cash? Well... Out of that thousand, I would say about six, seven hundred cash. Do you have to be able to take credit cards? No. Like Barnes and Nobles was never cash. You would have to sign an invoice. Then you bill them. Yeah, bill them. There are going to be companies that aren't going to pay you cash, and they work on a net thirty, meaning right. that they pay you in thirty days. Yeah, because they're not allowed to pay you petty cash. Some of these stores don't have a petty cash account. Don't be afraid of a larger store because it could be a good account for more money, but you're just going to invoice them, and then that goes to their payment department, and then they mail you a check within thirty days, whatever your terms are. Exactly. All right, so you've given me some examples of how to go out today, go walk in these small businesses, talk to the manager, ask them, do you have anyone doing your windows? Some will say yes, they do. Some will say no, and then you do it on the spot. What about the people who said yes, they already have someone? Did you ever work hard to try and sell them your services over someone else's services? You ask them if they're happy with their existing cleaner? All you do is ask them, are you happy with your existing cleaner? That's the only thing you have to ask. And then what do they say? Sometimes I tell you, we're not really, and it's, I tell you, well, why don't you leave your card or why don't you call me back? But that's the one magic question to ask, well, are you happy with your existing cleaner? Do you ask them what your competition is charging them? I do. Sometimes they'll tell you because they feel like, you know, that's not giving the guy a fair break. But, yeah, I ask them all the time. If they don't tell me, I say, well, I'll tell you what, this is what my charge is. A lot of times they do tell me. And sometimes to get the job, I may beat them out maybe by four or five bucks. Usually about a five dollar margin. I try not to make it no more than five bucks. Is this business recession proof? Is it guaranteed work whenever, wherever? Well, I can't say that. Let me put it this way. Sometimes you lose account if the economy tanks, but it's very few compared to the ones that you have. You may lose one or two, maybe three, but for the most part, I've never had a problem as far as keeping accounts, even when money was tight. When you know that you can go talk to a certain amount of people and get accounts, what advice would you give for where your accounts are? Now, you may go into an account that has stores that are in different parts of the town. Don't you want to think about where all your accounts are located so you're not wasting time driving all over town? Or you can do them whenever you want. Once you were done the donuts, if the guy's got five stores, you're going to have to go and drive those five stores, and they're not in the same part of town. So it depends on what you're trying to build. If you're trying to build a long-term business, you would definitely want to go where those stores are. If you just want to make your car payment, then you can just concentrate on the five-mile radius from your house. I've always had to travel. For example, Barnes & Noble, they were all over the place. I've had to get in the car and drive. If you're looking to build something long-term, you're definitely going to have to do some driving. But being out there on your own as part of the feeling that you get of accomplishment and freedom. Right, so even though you're driving, you can listen yeah, to the Michael Sinop. There you go. That's what I do. See, that's the other thing I like about it. You're feeding your mind. You keep your positive tapes in the car and stuff like that. In between accounts, you're working on your subconscious mind. You're not getting that at a job. You know the stuff out there listen to. You can't do it at work. And that's the other good thing about it, that you can feed your mind while you're making money. Right, that's true. Would you like to own your own window cleaning business? Earn $100,000 per year with your own window cleaning business. For more information, go to windowwashingsecrets.com.
dot com. That's W I N D O W A S H I N G S E C R E T S. Window Washing Secrets. Seminars dot com. I've got all kinds of seminars on my iPod, and while I'm working six, seven hour a day, most of that time I'm listening to positive tapes. You know, you have a bad day, you have some rough times. When those times come, that's when it's really good to have that information you need to listen to while you're working. Yeah, if you want to build a long-term relationship with some of these accounts, you're going to have to do some driving. So what is it about window cleaning? Why is glass always getting dirty? The main thing is because it separates the outside elements from the inside. What part of the glass is dirtier, the inside or the outside? Is it all depend? I would have to say the outside because you're getting all of the pollution, the dirty rainwater, smog. But the inside, especially in restaurants, when you have fingerprints and grease and things like that and food particles, bacteria, I would say because of the environment, I would say the outside probably gets dirtier than the inside. Okay. And do you need any kind of special car or a truck to do this business? Well, no. The only thing is if you're going to use ladders, as long as you got a car with your back seats full, see, window cleaning ladders are very specially made. They're not like the 40-foot ladders you got to carry up on a ladder rack on a truck. My window cleaning ladder sits right in the back of my car. And it extends? Yeah, see, they come in like a five-foot section, and they just break apart. On TV, there's an infomercial called The Little Giant. Right, well, it's better than that because The Little Giant doesn't break apart. It's just configured differently. Window cleaning ladders, it's like taking a 40-foot ladder and breaking it in four pieces. And they sit right in the back of my car. Before we get into how you switched over from the commercial into the residential, what kind of interesting people would you meet? Was that something that you enjoyed about the business? Well, yeah, you'd meet all kind of interesting people. But I'll be honest with you. Most of the time that I got business, it wasn't because I was the best. It's because they liked me. Look, five seconds, man, they'll know whether they want to do business with you or not. A lot of times, I would charge the same amount the other guys charging. And because I came in and they liked my personality, I made them smile. They said, all right, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and do it? So you got to have a decent personality. Because a lot of business I got is because I came in behind somebody that was doing a lousy job. You'd be surprised how much business I got because somebody was doing a lousy job. Or they just liked the way I came off. And they say, hey, you know what, go ahead and do it. I'll just blow the other guy off when he comes back. Maybe 20% of the time was it really, hey, you know what, we don't have anybody. Thanks for coming in. Go ahead. Most of the time, I either beat somebody out because they were doing a lousy job, or they didn't like the guy they had, and they liked me, and they said, you know what, I'm going to let you do it from now on. So what's your philosophy on the actual job, the quality of work? You can't have bits of stains. The quality's got to be there, but if you sell yourself, if they like you, if you hit it off in the first five, ten seconds, let me tell you something. There are times I forgot to wipe this up, wipe that up, left the drift here. Never said a word when I came back, because, hey, how you doing? You're like one of the employees. Many times, you make a mistake or leave something, they don't even see it because they like the person they're dealing with. Now, they didn't like you. Like, hey, man, you know, the last time you hit you, that's the drip. You got some spot. Can you kind of give it more attention? But I can tell you a number of times. I may have missed a spot or whatever, but they never notice because they like who they're dealing with. So when someone comes in does a sloppy job, how do they know that the guy did a poor job? What are some of the technical things? You can tell. The main thing if you see streaks, water drips, if you see the ledges not wiped down, the number one telltale sign is streaks. When you clean a window, you should not see a streak at all if you're doing it right. It's almost like there's no glass in the frame. So you know a good job is being done when you can see through that glass. Yeah. When a window is like there is no window, that's a good job. Now, you've developed over the 10 years some techniques in how to accomplish that that a lot of people don't know. Is that correct? Yes. 
How long did it take you to perfect your non-streak window cleaning system? Less than two weeks. But the first two weeks, you were getting all kinds of streaks? No, the first two weeks, you're kind of feeling it out. But any readable person could get it down in two weeks or less. Now, did you come up with a way to get through your window jobs faster than most other window cleaners? Because when it comes down to it, you're still working for time. But the faster you can do your job, the more money you can make. That comes with experience. The main thing to do to cut down on time is, I find, pay attention. A lot of times when you're in a new area and you're traveling, you tend to look around and take in the sights. Just get up to the glass, clean it, and move on. That way you maximize your money. You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's hardtofindseminars.com. So let's talk about when you transitioned from doing commercial to residential. Why did that happen? Why did you transition from the commercial to the residential? And what benefits did you find with the residential that you didn't find with the commercial? Well, I still do some commercial, but now I'm focused 70% on residential only because it's a larger untapped market. All right, so there's less competition? Right. Tell me about your first residential account. Do you remember? Oh, I was cleaning the bonds. And that's the other thing. When you clean the windows, sometimes people will come and ask you, do you do houses? That's how I got my first one. I got you. Lady asked me, do you do houses? I said, yes. I went out there. And really, cleaning a resident is not much different than cleaning a commercial. The window size is smaller. That's all. You're dealing with a window as opposed to a storefront. So are you able to charge more money for a resident? Oh, oh, absolutely. The price that you charge for residential is much easier to come up with than a commercial. For a standard double-hung window, I usually charge $10 a window. If they have a window with a storm window, a storm window is like cleaning two windows in one because you have the regular window that you walk up, and when you lift that window up, you got a set of storm windows you got to take out. So a window that has storms on the outside is $15 a window. I always tell them that I clean the screens for free. In other words, you don't wash the screens with water. What you do is stiff brush and just get all the oxidation off. It's a real quick process. I'll make it incidental. Oh, by the way, the screens are free. Like, oh, okay, great, great, great. And I wipe down the windowsill. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wipe down the windowsill. So it's $10 window or $15 window. Now, for sliding glass patio door, that's 15 French doors are 15 If you have a large bay window, that's $25 depending on the size. If it's really extra large, it'll be 40 What I usually do is, over the phone, I ask them, how many windows do you want cleaned? They'll say, okay, hold on, let me count. One, two, three. Sometimes they count out loud on the phone. 25 windows. Okay. Then I ask them, are they just regular double-hung windows, or do you have storm? Oh, they're just regular double-hung windows. Now, let me ask you this, ma'am. Do you have true divided lights? In other words, is your window divided into smaller sections with these little wooden slats? And they'll say, well, yes, they are. Now, if they have true divided lights, that's a little more expensive because you got to clean each one of them individually. Yeah, how much are those? I charge about $12 a window. Rather than 10 Right. So you're looking at 10 12 and 15 That's the standard that I charge. So I add everything up. They tell me 25 windows and 25. If they don't have no storms and no divided lights, that's a regular $10 window, 25 times 10. That's a $250 job. It'd probably take all day, maybe six hours. But, I mean, man, you've made $250 in one day. You times that by five, that's 12 50 a week. 
Most people don't make that money. The average working person don't make 12.50 a week. And even if you're starting out part time, you only get three of those a week in the peak season. 2.50 times three, you make 7.50 a week. Man, do you know what some people would do for 7.50 a week? Hey, look, and then you got two days off. So that's what you like. You were able to charge more. There was less price competition. If I have a string of KFCs, I got to go to this KFC, to that KFC, to that KFC, to that KFC. You go to one person's house, you go to one stop a day, and then you're done. Right. Even though that stop may be 50 miles from your house, you got one stop to make, clean the windows, and you're done. Because if you got six or seven KFCs, all over town, you may drive about 50 miles, maybe less or more, just to get to those KFCs. So I got one stop a day. How do you get your business now for your residential? Did you ever use any kind of advanced marketing techniques before you were just walking in cold? Everything I did, I did with no money. I had nothing, no money. I mean, talking about nothing. I get the yellow pages, look at the janitorial companies. A lot of janitorial companies hate doing windows. They get called all the time. Hey, I want you to clean my house. Do you do windows? Every house I've ever gotten from a janitorial company. Every house? Every single house. So residents are calling the janitorial companies? And they never, hardly ever do windows. So what do you say? You talk to the receptionist? Yeah, you call the janitorial company. I say the same line every time. I'll call, say, an ABC janitorial. I'll call them to find out, do you need someone to take care of your window cleaning client? That's all I say. They know exactly what you mean. They'll either say, no, we got somebody, or, oh, yeah, just hold up there. Or they tell you to call back and speak to someone. You get a name. That's good. I speak to so-and-so. He'll be able to help you. That's how I got most of my residential. I would call janitorial companies in the evening or have my wife call them and say, do you have anyone taking care of your window cleaning needs? Your customers call up and want window cleaning. You got someone taking care of that? Hey, you want to do something for fun? What's that? Let me do a three-way call. I'm going to call a couple janitorial companies. We'll see what they say. Okay. All right. Hang tight, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Just listen up. Good morning, this is Vincent. How can I help you? Hey, Vincent, how you doing? Do you get calls from people who want you guys to do windows? We do. Are you all doing them or not? We do, yes. Now, are you looking for windows to be cleaned? No, we're a window cleaning business here in San Diego. Yeah. Perfect. We're always looking for new vendors to help us out. What we do is we do facilities maintenance on commercial properties. Okay. And we subcontract all of our work out. Sure. Are you happy with your existing vendors? Yes and no. We're always looking for new ones, only because we like to keep our options open. Let me give you my name. I want to tell you I'm not like everyone else. I do an exceptional job. I do what I say. I show up on time, and I do quality work. Why don't you take my name down? Okay, go ahead. It's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Senoff, S-E-N-O-F-F. Okay. You can give me a call at 858-274-7851. i tell you this. We have a qualifying process that we put all our vendors through. That's fine. Pretty basic. I just need to see a business license and general liability insurance, at least a million dollars per incident. Okay. And if you have employees, workers' comp uh, insurance, copy of that. And then any of your company information. Can I fax all that to you? Do you have a form? Oh, definitely, yeah. Fax ID, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, if you could fax it over to me, I'll give you my fax number. It's 858 Okay. And we can start from there. And once we get some jobs lined up for a window, we'll give you a call and we can go from there. You got it. I'll take care of it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Idea. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right, you there? Yeah. Did you see how that was? See what I'm talking about? Was that hard? No, but you see what I'm talking about? I see exactly what you're talking about. I proved your point, okay? Yeah, check this out now. Most of my calls aren't like that. Now, whoever you call, this guy apparently handles places like Barnes & Noble. Big accounts. Right. Most of the places in the phone book, they handle residential and some medium-sized commercial. But I've talked to guys like that. That guy handles a lot of large commercial accounts. Let me tell you something. The only setback to a guy like that is, they don't want you to do stuff that you are not equipped to do. I had people wanting me to do colleges, universities, 
eight, nine, ten story. And I never told him I was a mom and pop business. But yeah, see what I'm saying? But now, let's say I don't want to actually do the job. I could maybe contract with someone who could handle that and be almost like a broker if I wanted to do that. Yeah. This dude that you just talked to says, look, I've got a school, I've got a university I need done. I need you to go and give me a bid. And actually, you can call up one of the cleaning companies in the area. You never tell them who your source is. You say, look, I need you to give me a bid on L.A. University, whatever. I need this in 24 hours. They'll give you the bid, and you'll be the point man, and then you go back to the company. And you may want to add on $500, $1,000 just for your efforts, and give them the bid and see what happens. Okay, let's do another one just for fun. And then I want to talk about those requirements if I wanted to get into the big time, like my liability insurance, and he wanted workman's comp in case I had any employees, which I don't. And what was the other thing? He wanted to know that I had a business license. That's not hard to do. In the business, you don't need a license. In the window cleaning business, nope. you don't? Nope. There's no state in this country where you have to have a license to clean windows. Okay. Not at all. What about a regular business license? I don't know. I mean, you could sell peanuts in the corner. You don't need a business license. You just don't need it. I would say anyone listening, they may want to just check with their county or their right. state to double check. Just to see if they have a special license you need to clean. But most janitorial companies that go into clean houses don't need a license. You don't have to tell me the name of your window cleaning business, but do you use a business name where checks are written out to? Yeah. Okay, so you need a name for your business, and it's right. a fictitious business name. Right. You've got to have a name for it, like good window cleaning or whatever. And I would highly recommend get a federal tax ID number for IRS. Don't use your social security number. Because let's just say somebody sneaks up from your past and wants to garnish your wages, they can't touch your personal bank account. Okay. Things like that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So as your business grows, you may want to protect yourself. You can incorporate for a couple hundred bucks. You can do it yourself by using some of the self-help programs like NOLO Press. We'll show you how to incorporate your business for a little money. If you go and find Noble to get a copy of Income Opportunities Magazine, a lot of companies that incorporate for less than 100 bucks. Wow, yeah, that's great. $60. Is that what you did? Yeah. All right, so you got a federal ID number. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. That's smart because you're married and you got a family? Uh, yeah, me and my wife. Okay, just you and your wife. Okay, let's do another one. All right, hang on a sec. We are unable to answer the phone right now. You get a lot of those. So you can leave a message. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Good morning, the cleaning company. Hello, cleaning company. Who is handling your residential window cleaning accounts? We're a window cleaner here in San Diego, and we know it's tough to find reliable window cleaners for residential accounts because many companies like yours don't even handle them. And I'm calling to see if you have requests for residential window cleaning. Why don't you just talk to some information? What information would you need, hon? What is it you do? Are you licensed? Do you do multiple floors? Things like that. If I am, do you have the business? I don't know. I need to show that to my boss. Based on that, he would make a decision to have you come in for a meeting or something. Okay, sure. That's a good idea. What is your fax number? Five eight. Okay, thank you very much. I see something like that. That may sound like she was tough, but she had stuff. Oh, no, let me tell you something. Barnes and Nobles, I got like that. I had a lot of them because they were like, well, what can we do for you? I, I, I just did exactly what you did, faxed them everything. Matter of fact, a week later, the guy called me back. He called you back. The bottom line is there's more demand than there is supply. It's hard to find somebody that can do decent windows. And like I said, I get a lot of business from guys that screw up. All right, let's call one more. It's fun. Hold on. How you doing there? Who is handling your residential window cleaning business? We are. 
Okay, I'm a local window cleaner right here in San Diego. Uh-huh. I know it's impossible for you to find decent, reliable window cleaners. Do you have any potential work that I can help take the load off? Well, you're an experienced window cleaner, huh? Yes. Do you like second floor, third floor buildings, or just do first floor? I would rather do first floor. I'm open to what you have. Obviously, I'd rather do first floor. I don't like getting up on those third floors. But do you have a lot of jobs available? We have someone who usually can take care of first floor windows. That's usually not a problem. So it's your second, third floor stuff. Yeah. Well, you take your name and number. Yeah, sure. Let me give you my name. Okay. It's Michael Senoff, S-E-N-O-F-F. Okay. Okay. If I could handle your second and third floor, how soon could you give me work? Yeah, we don't get a lot of window cleaning work, though. You don't? No, not really. We have companies we deal with, and most of the time involves cleaning without actually doing the windows. But sometimes they do want windows done. Do you have anyone who needs something currently? No, we actually had a job last week, but somebody already did it. Okay. The jobs come across your desk. Yeah, they do, but you just never know. We do a lot of construction cleanup and final cleanup work, too. And the people that usually do that do everything. I've got a good crew. What else do you need? Are you lacking on vendors for anything? Well, most of our work is regular nighttime janitorial work, like office cleaning, stuff like that. Sure. That's mostly what people do. But we do have special work, too. Do you any floor work or anything? Yeah, I can do floor work. Like stripping wax? Yeah, we can do it all. Well, that might be somebody we could possibly use sometimes. We do get stripping wax work, and we don't have a lot of people to do it, so that's definitely something to do. Well, why don't you hold on to my name? When you're in a bind, give me a call, and we'll see if we can work something out. Do you have insurance and all that? Yeah, I got insurance and all that. Business places and all that? Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Okay, bye. bye. For more interviews like this, please go to hardtofindseminars.com. I know what I call yellow pages. There's two seats. You got janitorial companies, and then there's another category of yellow pages called house cleaning. So sometimes you might see one and both. You might see a janitorial company under the heading of house cleaning. I'm talking to more of these commercial guys, right. which the small guy really doesn't want to touch. But I did want to prove a point. Three okay. calls, whether I do the business or not, I could be a broker and get the business for these guys, you and see? If you recall, you never really got a no. I didn't get one no yet. Nope. See, that's good. Because see, you got it put in the door. You can call them. And I used to bug these guys like once a week, once every two weeks. And they would know who I am. Anyone who does this, they should be able to have jobs the first day, even potential commercial jobs. Yep. Now, the commercial stuff, they're going to need a business license. You know, we check with their area and their town. And what do you think the insurance would run? Did you ever check into insurance? I've got insurance. I've got 100000 It costs me only $90 a month. 90 bucks a month, that's it? So it's his business liability, right? Yeah. And see, here in Maryland, that's all they want. And I keep my binder with me in my car. Okay. I don't have to have a license to do windows, but all I got is business insurance. Just so they're covered. All right, what about here, Made Home Service or Made Brigade? Well, see, places like Made Brigade, Made Pro, if you look in the phone book, some of the bigger ads, they're harder to get into. But some of them will still take your information. The ones I usually get work from are the smaller ads. The single little smaller ads. Are you saying some of the smaller ads and home cleanings won't do windows? No, they have their hands full of cleaning the house. I know people personally who just clean houses, they do not touch windows. All right, so what am I going to look in the phone book? Cleaning? Genitorial services, okay. house cleaning, or maid services.
What about carpet cleaners? Some carpet cleaners do get referrals for windows, but I tried them. I got very little. Maybe I need to go under cleaning. Yeah, cleaning. Cleaning, maid services, house cleaning, and janitorial company. Would they have maid in here? Well, I know the phone book here in Maryland, they divide it up into house cleaning and maid services. They do have maid? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. House cleaning, residential commercial cleaning, one-time weekly, bi-weekly, top-bottom construction cleanup. Now, a lot of them you get an answer machine, but even the ones that I got answer machine, I always left a message. How I get them to call me back, when they say leave a message, I'll say that this is Mr. Howard with window cleaning. I was calling to let you know I would be more than happy to take care of your residential window cleaning needs. We pay 15% commission for any residential window cleaning leads that you give us. So if you'd like to make some extra money from customers that are already existing, please give us a call. Great. Yeah, so I tell them every time. So there's something in it for them? Yeah, I tell them from the back, 15% of the entire job up front. Let's try another one. Hang on. This is Lori. I'm here to step away from my desk or I'm on the other phone line. Please leave me your name, a number at which you can reach, and I'll get back to you shortly. Hi there, Lori. This is Michael, and I do residential window cleaning. I don't know if you offer that service to your existing clients. However, if you have clients who need residential window cleaning, we pay 15% for any referrals, 15% of the total bill. If this is something that interests you, please contact 7851. Like that? Yep. Okay. Now, my wife thinks that 15% is a little too much. Some companies have done 10%. The San Diego area, I don't know what the cost of living is, but if you figure, for example, this one guy gave me a referral, Janto Company. It was a $400 house job. It only took me like five hours, and I gave him 15%. So he made $60 off the deal, which ain't bad for just referral. I made 340 That's great. Yeah. That's like getting 10%, you know, it would have been $40, which is still good. I think 15 is maybe a tad bit generous, but 10% is even good. 15% really gets them. They call you back. <laughs> Let's try another one. Hang on. Good morning. Hi there. Do you guys do windows when you clean residential homes? No, we got we do the sliding doors and the window above the seat. The reason I ask is I am a window cleaner, right? Uh-huh. And I do windows, and I also pay 15% on any referrals. Is that something you guys may be interested in having? What areas do you do? I'm all over. You're right on Ronson, right? Right. Our cleans are either in La Jolla. I'm right in the La Jolla Claremont area, right off of the 52. Okay. Well, we have 16, so all over. Rancho Penasquitas, Griff's Ranch, Mira Mesa, and then La Jolla UC. Okay. Well, I can do any of those. I've got my own truck, all my own equipment. I'm licensed. I'm insured. And what's special about me is not only do I do a good job, I show up on time, I do what I say I'm going to do. So if you refer any of your clients to me, they're going to get an exceptional service. I'm not a flake like a lot of these other guys out there. Well, we would definitely like to have some business cards or some information on you. Absolutely. What I can do, I can either come by or I can certainly just drop in the mail a stack yeah, of my... Yeah, in the mail since it's Friday. Nothing will happen today anyway, so... That'll be but fun. We have people that ask quite often. Yeah, why well, how come you guys don't handle it? I know it's a lot of work. You just don't have the time, do no, you? we don't. And we wouldn't do a good job because our girls don't concentrate on that. So we don't even go there. I understand. We, we have people ask a lot and we're new to this area, so we don't know anyone. Great. Well, that's perfect. Well, let me do that. I'll get some business cards. We'll reconnect maybe Monday or Tuesday, and we'll just go from there. All right. Very nice meeting. Are you the owner there? I am. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Look at that. Yeah. What do you think that one call could do for my business? You live in California where the weather is nice all year round. I'm going to tell you something. That one call, annually, what it could add to your business? About a good five to $8,000. And that's being conservative. Now, we've been on the phone less than an hour. 
Yeah. As long as I follow through and go down, drop off my business cards, she already identified they're new to the area, they've got business, she's busy, and she doesn't know anyone. You don't even have to go down. You could do everything over the phone. I don't even put it in there. I fax it or email. It's even better. I think we've proven our point here with that one idea you talked about when you first got started. But what other ways were you able to get business? I mean, this seems like the most effective way, sitting on the phone, just yeah, calling people. what you're doing is you're using other people's contacts for your own. That's basically the best way to do it. So forget walking door to door. Forget flyers. Forget mailers. Forget advertising. Just stick to what we just did. No, flyers are a total waste of time. Telemarketing is the way to do it. Now, I'll tell you, door to door, most, and I'm not lying, of my commercial business, I've got walking door to door. Like Einstein Bagels, I went into seven different ones, and I got all seven of them. Wow. That's just how it is. Dunkin' Donuts, I just went into them, got five of them. I went into one and got five. I went into one Barnes & Nobles and got six. I went to seven Einstein's, got all seven. I went into five giant food markets and got 13. Because the managers like me. I was just, hey, how you doing? And my name, Howard, whatever. You know, when people warm up to you, you can make a little comment about the weather or about their job or whatever. And a lot of times, they'll start out with something funny. Then I say, hey, my buddy Roscoe is manager over down the, down the pipe. Why don't you go give him a call? It happens every time. That's referral business. Yeah. Once you get your business going, you should be working off referrals or making maybe a few calls every month to start generating a new flood of business. Like that last call, let me tell you something. Once you get in with them, the calls keep coming. Like the guy I used to work for, he had a credit union on his job, right? He had went out, bought some money from the credit union to keep him going for a couple months, and he just went cold turkey. This that lady that you talked to, she's going to say, well, look, I got a lady who wants a house done, so and so and so and so. Can you do it? You can't tell that woman. Yeah, how about on the weekends? That's not going to happen. See, like for the person who's doing it part-time and got another job, they can only do the commercial. Or they can go knock on doors they, themselves. They can do a couple of Einstein bagels, some Dunkin' Donuts. But see, eventually what's going to happen, you're going to have to say goodbye to that 9 to 5. You're going to have to. Most people who are good in this business get it with the intent of not keeping their job. Or who don't have a job already. Right. Who just completely want a change of everything. They want to be control of their time, control of their freedom. Like, I never had to ask for vacation. I think we've proven our point. Okay, you're an expert in the business. Now, certainly anyone who wants to get into this business, we haven't revealed everything because one of the most important things other than getting the customers learning how to wash windows, and that's not something that is going to come easy without experience unless someone has a coach or consulting or they take the time through trial and error. I think the people listening to this call want to get started immediately cleaning businesses, so they need to know how to clean the business. Howard, you've come to me and you've asked me to work with you to put together a detailed system that is going to teach someone how to actually clean windows effectively. We go over the exact equipment to use. We talk about what to bring with you on the job. We talk about where to get your water. We talk about your proprietary techniques for cleaning windows faster than your competition. And we talk about your ways for cleaning windows without any streaks. And you show me all the things you've learned in the last 10 years that's going to make your window cleaning business go by faster and how you're going to be able to charge more money and get more paying customers more consistently. Is there any other words of advice you would want to give anyone listening to this recording about why they should get started today? The reason why I would suggest anyone to take advantage of this now is because of the fact that there's a lot of business out there that's available, but it will always be available if you don't take advantage of it yourself because window cleaning is the impulse type 
right business. Many people know they need it done, and as soon as you even mention window cleaning, all they want to do is work out the details, and you got the business. So it's not a business where people have to make a lot of decisions and go through a lot of red tape. It's an impulse business. And the longer you wait, the longer it'll take for you to reach your financial goals. So what you're saying is there's no special selling skills involved. No. It's either you want it or you don't. Exactly. And if they want it, you're going to be making money instantly. Right. And people who you call, just like you did, you say, hey, this is what I do. They already know. You don't need a J. Abraham manual. They already know. The guy that I used to work for had about as much personality as a brick. They already know how to start a window cleaning business with no sales skills at all. You don't need any. All you got to know is how to ask a question. Hey, do you need a window cleaning service? What would you say to people who maybe have this perception that cleaning windows or cleaning homes is beneath me? Do you think that's a barrier for people? Well, you've got to get past that point for sure. First of all, people who feel that way won't do well in the window cleaning business because you're going into people's houses. So some people have this persona about, I'm not cleaning anybody's house. That's manual labor. So you have to get past that. How I got past it or how other people get past it is that you are an entrepreneur. You are self-employed. It's better to be self-employed than to be just overbroken, which is a job. So that's how a lot of us get past that. We rather maximize our time and money by being self-employed as opposed to having someone dictate that your time and effort is only worth $10 an hour, sir, and that's all you're getting from us. And by the way, your salary, no overtime. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff here. Here is a short call that came after my interview with Howard from one of the ladies who had just started a cleaning service calling me back, requesting me to send business cards. Absolute proof that those few phone calls that we made during this interview were very effective, and this one lady could bring me a lot of business if I chose to get into the window cleaning business. I just wanted to illustrate this, and here's the phone call that came later for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Just returning your phone call in relation to your 15% referral. Yeah, sure. I have worked like that before. Okay. The guy that I'm working with. Right now, I just it, the price is actually just getting a little bit up there, and we haven't had very much success lately outpricing himself. Can you give me an idea of what he's pricing? I want to make sure we're on this thing. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, we do everything from construction cleanup to a regular maid service. How about the residentials? You know, the maid service in a residential home. It just depends. He goes out there and takes a look at him. Okay. All I know is I'm getting a lot more no's and yeses that, that didn't normally happen. I see, okay. Take care of the pricing. Anyways, I'd be very interested if you want to send me some cards. Sure, sure. Just put on one of the cards 15% referral fee and then I'll remember who you are. Yeah, that's perfect. So how will it work? When your girls go in there, they'll leave a card or what? No, what happens is when we get phone calls on jobs and their window cleaning jobs that we don't want to do, they're more in depth than what we'll do. Like we'll do inside windows and easily reach windows from the outside. But when it starts obviously getting second story or more heavy-duty cleaning, you do do construction cleaning up? That's sure, fine. yes. Yeah, then that's when I always refer it out. Okay. So what I would do is give you the name of the client, and then you can basically handle it from there, and then hopefully you get the job, and then just cut me a check for 15% of what you charge. So. That's a deal. That's a deal. Okay, well, let's do that. I'll get you some stuff. Okay, let me give you our address. Go ahead. Great. Okay, okay thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Bye. That's the end of my interview with Howard. I hope this has been helpful, and I hope it's given you some confidence that you can get out there and start making money doing the window cleaning business. If you're interested in Howard's complete package on how to get started in the window cleaning business, for more information, go to windowwashingsecrets.com. That's W-I-N-D-O-W-A-S-H-I-N-G-S-E-C-R-E-T. Yes, window washing secrets. It's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at Michael, 
senoff.com, and that's S-E-N as in Nancy, O-F-F, like in Frank Frank, S-E-N-O-F-F. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to earn over $100,000 per year with your own window cleaning business, go over to windowwashingsecrets.com. That's W-I-N-D-O. W-A-S-H-I-N-G-S-E-C-R-E-T-S. Window Washing Secrets. WindowCleaningSeminars.com. That's www.WindowCleaningSeminars.com.